0: everybody, and welcome back to 99 Potions, FanBite's premier RPG podcast. I am not Dragon Age's whore, but I am Steven Strum, managing editor of <laughs> FanBite.com, and I am joined by somebody else who cannot make the same claim, one at Natalie Flores, also of FanBite.com.
1: Hi, I was going to introduce myself by being like, hey, have you guys heard of meditating? I've been trying <laughs> that. And like, I know that science says it's good for you, but like, wow, I didn't think it was until I started doing it regularly. But sure, yeah, it's me, I'm Dragon Age's whore. How are you?
0: I'm (laughs) great. Um, Somebody who is not uh, related to Dragon Age at all, but is an incredible edible egg, like Solus is one John Warren. Wow.
2: So, okay. So let's unpack this. (laughs) What's
0: up? I'm the incredible edible egg? Well, you're incredible, and it's just like a—it's okay. a fun sort now, of like. Are you turn saying? Of phrase.
2: Are you saying that you love me from your head down to your legs? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay. You know, I'm just saying like that. Um, you know, sometimes we think we're more fragile than we are. Sort of like oh, like a shell of an egg, but on the inside, we have a golden, sort of delicious, creamy, right. uh, sort of like Cadbury center. Sure. Okay. Sometimes people just
1: want to just like. Crack us. God. Of a table. People
0: always trying to crack us, but on um, the ins- and then we get all over them. God, it was
2: only this week that some uh, chump online was like, Did y'all know that there's sugar in Cadbury eggs? <laughs> what the fuck? Really? <laughs> yeah, do y'all remember that? Like, there no. was some guy yesterday no. or like two days ago was like, Oh, look at this video! It's crazy, and it's like someone just like dumping the amount of sugar that's in a Cadbury egg onto like a <laughs> countertop, and it's like, wow, look at how much sugar this is. I was like, yeah, y'all, it's fucking whipped frosting inside of milk chocolate shell. <laughs> what
0: the fuck it's do you maybe, think it is? It like if you've ever tasted a Cadbury egg, you your know brain it's just sugar. Conjures, yeah. yeah, your brain conjures that image into your head unbidden. It's of just like a pound paper bag of sugar being like you know those commercials where they're like this is how we get so much cheese into a cheese it and it's right. like a whole cheese wheel yes. that they like cram into one cheese it that's a cadbury egg that's with a like,
2: cadbury egg yeah
0: you know, with like a like an old-timey 1800s burlap sack of flour 100 percent. sugar rather yeah 100 <sighs> percent.
1: in conclusion dang. i would like to smash solace oh
0: well, now so there's two connotations of the word smash.
1: Yes, and I'm going to keep it that way. So we're back
0: to, we're just back to this. Already. We're just circling back, yeah, eggs.
2: Yeah. Oh, Natalie.
1: <sighs> and something that we are circling back to, like we do every month, is our news quest segment. Isn't that right, Stephen? Uh,
0: some have said this, um, no one's quite sure exactly what causes it to return, but uh, here it is once again, like the blood moon rising over the hill, here to clean up the system memory of your day it is the news quest of fanby.com where we talk beow, about beow, <laughs> <laughs> sorry i love don't you have a soundboard you could just like you i use actual
1: <laughs> i do i've never yeah. really
2: set it up properly <laughs> oh, okay. but yeah oh,
1: okay. yeah i've never really God. set that up we miss your minion voice
2: oh, i do s- miss your minion don't voice don't say that i've tried to really i've tried to really cut down but no please um,
1: don't all right.
2: Maybe I'll, maybe I'll. Fire You're a free it agent.
1: Here. How
0: much sugar is inside of a minion?
2: Oh, that's a really good question, Steven. In fact, that's such a good question. We're going to answer it on Friends Reunion
0: uh, <laughs> uh, I think my podcast on
2: Monday. That's a really good question. <laughs>
0: Well, Um, you know, a kind of question that we can answer on this podcast right now is something about one. It says here Cyberpunk 2077. Is this like a Devolver game? Did they put this out? Because, you know, they put out so many different things. They kind of get lost in the shuffle. And I've not heard of this one. (laughs) Um, I feel like
1: when talking about this game, we should transition like a lot more gracefully, like to prepare our listeners like... (sniffs) Uh, yeah, where uh, cyberpunk is happening Yeah, again. I
2: remember that game that we used. We, we talked about that game, I feel like, five out of seven <laughs> weeks or something. I
0: did. On different podcasts. On different
2: podcasts. Yeah, wow. Ugh. Oh, it
0: was great. Uh, bad time not in the same way that I think like a lot of things are bad for people out there just in terms of like you know COVID and all that stuff in the world but it was bad in the sense like I got so heated when we talked about that game and now I couldn't fucking tell you one thing about it Keanu Reeves is in it I'm pretty sure the point break guy <laughs> uh, yeah all yeah right.
2: he, he's in it and I think he collected a paycheck and and, and, fucking and bounced and bounced uh, he was my like wife... you're beautiful
1: <laughs> my wife whom I share an apartment with and got legally married to judy alvarez is in it i would like to say that we are together you know like when two people are like dating and romantically involved you know yeah it's a thing yeah Yeah. legitimately just me and her yeah so what about where
0: does now where does solace fit into that equation
1: Solace doesn't need to be in everything, okay? Like just this week, he was on the list of the world's sexiest bald men. I know it's not Prince William, it's Solace. Jesus we all fucking know that. Christ.
0: Speaking of things S- I've forgotten happened.
1: <laughs> um, but something that we can't quite forget about is cyberpunk, of course. Um, so today, uh, this March news quest, we have a lot of things to talk about. So. Just like before, um, let's start with Cyberpunk to get it out of the way as we've <laughs> tried to do that before. Um, so a lot of things happened in like the last two to three days in terms of Cyberpunk. Uh, first of all, the big famous, uh, patch 1.2 was just released yesterday. Yes, on Tuesday. Um, it is that significant patch that players had been waiting for that would sort of serve as a game changer um but i mean as we all know that game is so riddled with bugs and broken foundations that unsurprisingly people the general consensus is yeah it's fixed a lot of things but like (laughs) can cyberpunk really be fixed um
0: It sounds like a whole lot of polish, but nothing like fundamentally different about the game. And in fact, yes, Mm -hmm. what what few fundamental changes there are in some cases feel like they maybe took some stuff out because they were breaking the game too bad. Things like um, I saw a friend of the site, uh, Tarek Musa out there uh, tweeting about how on the PlayStation version of the game, I think that there's just like no traffic when you're driving anymore. There's just no (laughs) other cars on the street because the game just can't draw them in fast enough. Probably. Yeah, you know, was, was so
1: this patch list has over 500 individual items and uh, culminates in over 8,000 words. So I do not envy the person that had to write this up. I am so <laughs> sorry to you. Um, but yeah, among these, uh, generally, this patch exists to fix so many of those game-breaking or just experience-ruining bugs but ultimately there's just so much to fix that as you know this is a commendable start to that journey of possibly fixing cyberpunk if we it could even be fixed and maybe we can talk about that after um so it is a commendable you know huge patch but in terms of the bigger picture it's like well a lot of these things are broken in the foundation. Um, So I went scouring uh, around uh, Twitter and Reddit just to see the general consensus and experiences of people. Um, One thing that stuck out is that the minimap has been ever so slightly fixed um they added a compass arrow that does help you brace for turns but it has not been zoomed out so i feel like that 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 encapsulates a lot of this patch like they've added like some things and they fixed some things but ultimately that issue that very glaring problem has still not been fixed in terms of like its core way of operating um i did notice that people were quick to point out that your character v now showers without clothes and goes to sleep like a normal fucking person so that's always a good fix Um, now they sleep with their head on the pillow um so congrats Uh, to v um god i wish that was me yes and it's interesting because again like with past patches and, you know, updates to the game, it is still nonetheless a mixed reception. Like, for example, a lot of people playing on PlayStation 5 have reported that the image quality is noticeably worse than before the patch. Um, People say that the world now looks flat. Um, Again, there are people corroborating what our friend Tariq Musa said in terms of no traffic being in the streets, um, just straight up no cars on the roads. Um, that then ties into the police system, which uh, was one of the big sort of sources of criticism in terms of the game's gameplay. Um, and
0: if, if people don't remember in the base version of cyberpunk 2077, the police would just basically spawn into existence, like right on top of you. Like <laughs> if you've got like a wanted level GTA style to the point where people were like standing inside of elevators in the game, in like <laughs> office buildings and then like shooting out into the street. And then the police would just spawn inside of the elevator behind them, like literally six inches <laughs> away from them. It yeah. Or on incredible.
1: skyscrapers, they would just show up right behind you. Um, Now police are infinite and they spawn in waves, so as long as they can see you shortly, they will keep coming. It is still super easy to get away from them if you want to, um, and at least in the open, they don't spawn far away at all, according to someone on Reddit. Um, Maybe 50% further or so in in terms of distance, Um, but again, it's something that people have pointed out as a, a crucial observation in terms of what cyberpunk needs in order to be quote unquote fixed. Um, so the police will sometimes come and like you know their patrol cars and since nobody in cyberpunk drives besides you, um, the car AI is broken so none of them actually show up in cars um, and the ultimate police guys still just sort of pop into existence like four feet away from you according to someone on Reddit. Um, Let's see what else, so the menus seem to be faster, the experience does seem to be smoother on the PS4 Pro Um, even though there are some issues on the PlayStation 5, interestingly. So it seems like it's mostly helped the last generation slash, honestly, current generation consoles, since we're still in the middle of that transition. Signs, adverts, text banners, and other decals all render with much more clarity, according to some folks. The driving has improved, as well as the lip sync. Uh, Noticeably, um, (laughs) if you played, like, even a few minutes of Cyberpunk, like, you were bound to see a scene in which a character's lips would not move and that would just ruin the right. entire ambiance. um i've definitely what still
0: seen some clips out there of that still happening and we don't have yes. to go th- these patch notes are eight thousand oh, plus words yes is, no, no i i did not miss-less.
1: bother to look like you know i wanted to look even for like The funniest ones, and I was like, I can't do this. So I just went to Reddit, and these are just things that I that I've seen people on Reddit post because I'm less interested in what the patch notes declare to have fixed, and more people's Mm. individual problems with the game. Like supposedly, like from judging from this patch note, like the patch notes and this patch list in general, you would expect that people on the PlayStation Five are not having the issues that they are. But a lot of people are just reporting that the textures are at lower resolutions, that the resolution appears lower in general, and that the image quality isn't great. Someone said that they're operating on the RTX 3080, the latest driver, using recommended settings from Digital Foundry. The game's installed on um, an SSD, and it is running worse for them. Um, so <laughs> it's... It's really just a mixed bag. Um, You can, you know, scour Reddit. There is a dedicated thread to, you know, people posting their reactions to Patch 1.2. I also um, watched a video from Paul Tassi at Forbes. Um, He is doing, you know, as these updates come out, he is reporting his um, experiences with the game, and ultimately, that is a consensus. Just sure some things were fixed, but there's such a long road to this um, that. It's well, you have to wonder how long it'll take. to
2: Yeah. I mean, one of Paul's videos that he made just to kind of like show what was going on with the game was to kind of prove that the police system is like a little bit more, uh I don't know, organic or, or mm. something. And it was still like, you know, he just shot a random person on the street and then basically a drone appeared uh about a hundred feet behind him. And then like, human cops appeared much farther away to give the sense that they came from somewhere.
3: Right. Um,
2: It's all just smoke and mirrors. Right. I mean, I think like this game is, is scaffolded and held up by, smoke and mirrors and smoke and mirrors. And then those smoke and mirror systems are then bolstered by other smoke and mirror systems. And like, you know, listen, games are uh, like games are so much more of that than I think people realize. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say games With, are so much like, smoke and mirrors. Right. But they, so it's not they like hide a,
1: the fact that they it,
2: are. it's not a criticism so much as it is. Like, I don't know how well they are hiding those things and I don't know how much they care is, is what it seems right. like.
0: I think the, the bigger chief problem with cyberpunk at launch that we did a lot to talk about on the cyberpunk 2077 review podcast, which everybody can go find on the channel F feed at fanbite.com slash podcasts. But um, I think one of the biggest problems with it is that like none of those smoke and mirrors most of the time, the smoke and mirrors are like in service of like a fun experience, like a fun loop or something like that in video games. Right. And the smoke and mirrors are there to make to like lubricate that loop. But there's just no fun loop in cyberpunk. Yeah, really. there's none. Yeah.
2: Well, um, it, At least yes. there wasn't for me. I agree. With
0: right, that. right. I'm actually curious mm-hmm. to hear your uh, take on this, John, because uh, uh, Natalie, I feel like I know what you're going to say. But um, does this game being like more polished, a more polished version of the game that existed at launch, does that move the needle for you? Or are you like going to go back? and <laughs> try mean, it out? I,
2: it's, it's such a weird thing to think about this game. Like I spent so much time with this game in a short amount of time
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, when it first came out. And I was like. I was playing hours of this game a a day and then it's, I don't know. It was just like, and then I just kind of, I then, then I just kind of ghosted this game. I was Uh like, see ya. Like you've, you've made me angry for the last time. And, and now I'm like, am I going to re-download this?
1: I don't think it's Hmm. enough right now. And one has to wonder when that sort of that golden moment of like, okay you should come back to cyberpunk um, is coming but this is definitely not it And, and i mean it's understandable they have so much to fix you know before fixing those systems that are broken like the police system and other issues and quests and whatnot and adding new content the most important thing for the team was to make what is currently there into a more playable state so yeah, this isn't to say that the patch isn't commendable and i can only Imagine how hard it has been for the rank and file developers to work on this game and, you know continue to iterate as like every update that comes out gets criticized, everything about this game is just like trashed all the time still. Um, and I can only imagine how hard it is to have it out there and, you know, have to continue to work on these basic things. but um I think.
0: Yeah. Even then, like, whatever the circumstances around it, obviously, like, there was it, it was obviously very, very hard for them to get, get through this. And I think that's worth mentioning. Like, it's mm-hmm. a lot of people sacrificed a lot of um, their lives to these games. Not like, you know, death, but like, you know, work yeah, hours and stuff. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but Even also, then, like,
1: it plays into help too. So, I mean, arguably. <laughs>
0: um jordan says no they're dead inside <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe i mean hey you know um crunch is tough crunch is real bad um but it's just like this sort of thing these fundamental not even fundamental these these like polish changes these are things that i feel like other games that have launched in you know state as we say in the industry sometimes like if this had been two weeks after the game launched maybe But the conversation has moved on, right? Like the Mm -hmm. we ran an article on our site like months ago at this point that said that was like literally titled "It already feels like everyone has forgotten Cyberpunk 2077 came out," you know, something along those lines, and it's been over a hundred days waiting for very basic bug fixes to this game at this point. Yeah.
1: Right, and game development is is really hard, right? Yes, totally, totally. Like, these people cannot—I'm sure they they worked as fast as they could, and still, like, that is not the the root of the issue. The root of the issue is that leadership pushed a game that they have specifically stated did not have any external pressure to be released, um— to come out, which then uh, I think is a good w- transition to the other cyberpunk uh, news that we've got. So I believe yesterday there or today probably yesterday, just like in the time between, um, there was an investor call. Um, So Cyberpunk uh, CD Projekt Red, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 developers had their um, updated investor call after the release of the patch. Um, And in it, there was a lot of different information that we can unpack. So something that stood out to me immediately Serving as a segue from our last conversation to this one, is that starting in 2022, the company will begin to work on multiple AAA games and expansions in parallel. And when it comes to these different games that they will develop, they have decided that future marketing campaigns will be much shorter, with promotional content released closer to the actual release of the given game. And that just makes me think, how many of these problems would have been solved if Cyberpunk 2077 was announced like what was it, 13 years ago? How, how, how long was it? Was that first trailer? Um, oh my
0: God, I watched that trailer on my college newspaper work computer yeah, originally that's when exactly. i remember seeing that so i was i was still working at the ndsu spectrum at the time <laughs> right. uh, and, so and steven
1: ages so gracefully like their skin is just flawless wonderful but it has been a while since then you wouldn't guess it by looking at steven's 24 face no, of course, of course. <laughs> no steven is a vampire uh, <laughs> but yeah it's it's been a while and so that just makes me think you know, I can only imagine that being a good thing. And it is a tragedy that it took this on this scale for them to learn that you shouldn't really, you know, do that. You should, I I think another company that we talk about very often on the show that could relate to this is Square Enix, but like Square Enix was a lot more proactive, I would say, before it got too bad, I think, like, arguably, they've decided to really show their hands until a little later, like yeah, after kingdom hearts yeah. three and final fantasy 15, they were like, okay, we, we got it. And now they've been a lot better about it before they avoided like an actual super objective catastrophe, um, yeah. like CD like CD project rad, um, 15
0: had its and issues and people didn't, a lot of people yes. don't like that game, but it was not, Busted the way that Cyberpunk yeah, was. No, exactly. No, it wasn't.
1: Um, so I think they they were smart and really being proactive about that before they reached something on this level. Um, let's see what else was in that investor call. Right, there it was something
0: wrong. in there about them talking about because remember, Cyberpunk 2077 is supposed to have like a multiplayer mode, like a GTA Online thing that they were yes. promising for that game that has just not been addressed at all. In yes. more, which it makes has sense. been,
1: yes, it has been alluded to and it was referenced in the call. Yeah, so Adam Kaczynski said, uh, and Adam Kaczynski is the, uh, let me see, he's- <laughs> 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 Adam Kaczynski, uh, sorry, I'm like, I put a bunch of notes here. Oh
0: yeah, you've got so, for, people can't see this document that we're looking at, okay, but this president is one of the Okay, president of CD
1: Projekt Red. It's, Adam it's Kaczyns- there's Adam Badowski and there's Adam Kaczynski, so I apologize. I was trying, I was like, wondering if you were saying <laughs> the wrong name the whole time. No, 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 there's, <laughs> and right above this is Adam Badowski. So Adam Kaczynski, the uh, the president of CD Project Red said, Previously, we, h- we hinted that our next AAA would be a multiplayer cyberpunk game, but we have decided to reconsider this plan. Given our new, more systematic, and agile approach, instead of primarily focusing on one big online experience or game, we are focusing on bringing online into all of our franchises one day. And by online, they mean multiplayer. So I'm just like wondering, like, they want like multiplayer in The Witcher, Um, And this all stems from the fact that they announced there is going to be a transformation in the core development group to something called Red 2.0, which will focus on the ability to develop multiple AAA games and expansions in parallel. putting all their eggs into the basket of cyberpunk 2077 obviously has not voted well for them. Um, they (laughs) want to uh, become more like studios like square Enix and Ubisoft, you know, studios that have other games in parallel development that they can fall back on because I'm sure if they had another game that they were developing at the same time, um, or updating, um, Perhaps, you know, maybe cyberpunk wouldn't have all of its eyes on it. Um, There wouldn't be
0: the same pressure to like, you have to get this out before X financial quarter because you you could say, oh, we have this other game.
1: Right, exactly. And now Cyberpunk 2077 is the defining Game of CD Projekt Red, even though The Witcher Three got all its, you know, awards and you know, fame and whatnot. Like this is the game that CD Projekt Red, the only game that the company is working on. So obviously, it is the current face of the company um, yeah. and the products it releases. Uh, so yeah, they, um, Powell Zadani. Uh, CTO and head of production at CD Projekt Red said, we want to be sure that we can work with two global brands at the same time while ensuring top quality of our product of top quality of our products. Um, They emphasize technological advancements and versatile teams. They essentially started a new development studio that will serve as a support over in Canada. Um, So... They are. They seem to be trying to be proactive about avoiding this kind of situation, especially as it pertains to the health of their employees. Um, they do state uh, that. For years, we have been underscoring our belief that our greatest asset is our team. CD Projekt Red will remain an inclusive and diverse workplace. However, we also want to emphasize the well-being of our employees and provide them with professional and personal development opportunities. That is Anna Badowski, the studio head and the board member of CD Projekt Red and a board member. Um, and in order to be able to engage in parallel development of multiple projects, we must continually expand our talent pool. This is why they're ramping up recruitment activities and supposedly kind um, of try to better the culture for employees. But we've heard that one before, and we've seen how <laughs> it turned out. So
3: <laughs>
1: it's something That's we can true. at least hold them to task to. It's at least a quote that we can you know, yeah. get yeah. back on.
2: Oh gosh. Yeah. There's so much here. There's, there's a lot here. I mean, I think, I think, you know, they've, uh, you know, they're, they're still busy in the space. They're still, they've, they've come out with these roadmaps for, for multiple games. They're, they're still totally behind the eight ball, in my opinion, on, um, you know, on, on all of this stuff, on all the cyberpunk stuff. It's just like, this continues to be one, the gift that keeps on giving, but, um, I don't know, just an issue that is going to follow these devs for a long time. So,
0: yeah, I mean, That was one of the big things. I feel like we're just kind of repeating ourselves from three months ago. I almost said six months ago. That's how long it feels. Um, But from three months ago where it was a lot of like, boy, they sure spent like a long time building up their brand recognition and like a ton of goodwill with people that basically got completely swept under the rug overnight with the release of Cyberpunk 2077. That game's still not on the PSN.
1: Guess. Right.
2: Aww. I know Yeah, it's so, it's so weird. <laughs> they took it, it off
1: the store. They took it, they <laughs> took, took it, off the, it off the
2: store. Um, And, and I like, it's a joke and it's like funny, but it's like, it, I, it is unprecedented in my time to see something like this happen where, you know, you just have this massive game just disappear from a massive storefront. And then it's almost like, they, it's almost like they've given up on the idea that it's going to even appear until they maybe do the, the big next gen, the PS5. console, you know, uh, console improvements and stuff like that. So It's yeah. it's,
1: it's funny because uh, today I saw a headline at Game Informer that said that CD Projekt Red leadership is um, like something like they're hopeful that it might be able to come on the PlayStation store and. Um, and right. I saw someone close, else quote, They
0: feel they're closer than ever. I think,
1: yeah, and then someone else, I, I believe it was Paul Tassi uh, at Forbes, was like, "Yeah, but what does Sony leadership think about the game yeah. <laughs> going right. back on the PS?"
0: <laughs> so I mean, if Sony's recent history is any indication, they're like, "What the fuck is a PS4?" I mean, no, <laughs> the PS5 is like that. That's the console that we make. That we don't. There's nothing exists before that. Get the fuck out of my office. Right.
3: Yeah.
0: Right. Um, so which weird. is maybe a good segue into another topic of this week, which is that the PSN store is getting shut down on the PSP, the Vita, and the PS3.
1: Rip.
2: That's a huge. I mean,
1: that's video game huge preservation story. is so bad. Like, yeah. it, it is something only that I'm I've come to terms with in recent years. Since like up until like maybe three years ago, I was a fetus. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but now I'm of like, course, of course, <laughs> yeah. shit like. This this shit sucks. Like there's no preservation going on here of video games in like a yeah. way that other industries have with their own, you know products. and that is upsetting to see. I mean, now that I'm at the point where the I have like nostalgia for certain games, um I'm just kind of like, damn, like, How's when is that going to happen to some of the games that I am enjoying right now? Right, Uh
2: yeah. I mean, we we're recording this on the day that, and listen, these are not RPGs. I understand that, but we're recording this on the day that Nintendo is going to take the Super Mario 3D All Stars just off, you know, back into the fucking Nintendo vault, like a Disney, like an old Disney movie. And, you know, uh, today Patrick Klepek over at, at, uh, at Vice uh, basically, you know, reiterated and confirmed that this is basically just a a, scare, a forced scarcity issue where, you know, people are going to make an impulse buy to make sure that they don't miss out on this. Now, now, this is also not to say that you cannot pirate the shit out of everything that we're <laughs> about to talk about um, because you can. And I'm not legally telling you that you should but I'm just telling you that you can and that is available to you.
0: We're reporting on the news of this rampant right. piracy crisis that is sweeping mm-hmm. the, specifically the PlayStation portable consoles, which are very, very, very easy to jailbreak and make available to uh, various ROMs and stuff like that if one were to do such a thing, such a deplorable thing.
1: Would you? Oh my you? god, we keep being the consumer rights podcast. We
2: do. <laughs> we, you, would, you wouldn't download a small plumber, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> to my PlayStation Vita. Right. But it's like with, with all of these, with, with the Sony stuff specifically, what we're talking about is a ton of uh, PlayStation one and, and, and PlayStation two classics. Um, yeah. And, and, and that, that involves a lot of RPGs, especially on the, on the uh, PS one side. So like, you know, this really does affect you. And in the, in the summer, I think it's, it it's June, july 3rd for ps3 and psp uh, the shutdown is happening and i think it's august august 23rd or something for vita um and you basically have until there and then to basically get hard drives get backups get memory cards like get everything you can and And then still spend and then maybe hundreds of dollars right you know so it's a, if you want to do it that way. Right. And it's just such a frustrating story because like, I think there is such a, uh, I talked about this a couple weeks ago on a, uh, on thanks for the knowledge, but it's like, there, there is a sense that going digital makes right, like you, uh, that less of a f- less of a footprint. If if you're someone like me that likes more minimalist spaces, I don't like a lot of like physical clutter. Um, I don't know yet. I'm literally saying this with an earshot of Jordan, who has seen my office before, and I, <laughs> me saying I don't like clutter is like the craziest thing you can ever hear. It would be um,
1: more clutter, but if you didn't.
2: But if I'm in my home. And I don't want, you know, it's like I have kind of consciously moved to a more digital. Entertainment lifestyle. I know that right. sounds
0: perverted when I say it like that, but it's true. Um and, and we like, here at Sony find that more and more consumers are moving to a digital entertainment I, lifestyle. Yeah,
2: exactly. Thank you so much. Um and 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 that's referring to me. And I do feel like there are people out there who are in my in my shoes that that are like this. But now stuff like this starts to make me into one of those assholes that's gonna go to one of those like mom and pop game stores. And buy up every single physical thing I can fucking find. Because yeah. like mm-hmm. this shit drives me crazy. And and it's the most predictable thing in the world. When I was in graduate school a decade ago, we were talking about this. This idea that, okay, if you're if the platform holder is is just simply you know, essentially just renting out your access to this, even though it's winking at you saying, Yeah, you own this, you don't own it. You don't own it at all. And this move really, really, really highlights like how, um, how thin that line is. And it's super frustrating. And this is, Mm -hmm. this is a big story. And I think, um, you know, I, I don't think anything's going to change necessarily, but they are going to repackage, I don't know, maybe 20% of this library and resell it in a few years. And that's That's the thing.
0: Like that's the argument that a lot of people will make. Was like, well, they'll just re-release it and you can buy it again later. It's so, like they'll release some of it. Right. They will not. Nobody out there is going to be repackaging Soul Sacrifice Delta or right, whatever, you right, know, right, or, right. or the original Demon Gaze. Yep. Um, nobody out there, like Square Enix, has not historically. Went gone and um, repackaged Xenogears, which is a PlayStation One classic you can buy, or Vagrant Story. Like there's right. a, like individual companies uh, that have a bad history of this sort of thing already. Yeah. Before you even get to the publisher level or the, the the console manufacturer level, right? And
1: speaking on the publisher and console manufacturer level, that's we're not even bringing in the fact that Sony has. It's just the worst execution in terms of backwards compatibility like microsoft is owning that space in a way that like <laughs> on the playstation 5 like, like i think you can play like playstation 4 games you can but be, like, play
0: ps4 and nothing else you know
1: yeah and when i did the ps4 play playstation 3 games i don't think so right
0: uh the playstation 4 did not play ps3 games the last time that they had that was uh yeah jordan says uh you can use playstation now to play some games to stream some games but not anything
1: right and And that is again also like a digital storefront kind of
0: that's it's a it's a streaming service it's like an Mm -hmm. on live or a stadium so um,
1: again like winking that you own the things in it but really it's sony at the end of the day
0: yeah And then PlayStation 3 was the last time they really went hard on that stuff. At the very beginning, the launch 60 gigabyte version of the PS3, which I still own because it's the best way to play these old games, that would play PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 games. They actually went out of their way to do that. And then Mm -hmm. after about like six months of that, they were like, how much money does it cost to put a PS2 inside of this PS3? Fuck you. And then they took that out.
1: (laughs) 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 Right. And that issue just doesn't really exist so much with Xbox. Like...
0: That uh, basically doesn't exist at all. Like, doesn't they're exist. Very at all. forward thinking on that.
1: Uh, yes, and they are really just so advanced in that department in a way that Sony might never catch up with. And combined <laughs> with this, it's just upsetting to to see and disappointing.
0: Um, the uh, in point of fact, they've they've seemed to go in a very very different direction. Which uh, Jim Ryan. Who is Jim Ryan at Sony? What is his title? Do we know? Um, he's like a big wig at Sony. Um, president and CEO now uh, is what he is. And he has like this quote from a few years ago. I don't recall if he was the big like top job at sony at the time but um he did this thing where he's like yeah i went to like some gran turismo event where they were like showing uh they had a ps1 and a ps2 and a ps3 running all their old uh games and those old games look like shit who wants to play that garbage or whatever and it's like <laughs> the top guy at sony is like man fuck all the old stuff we put out like that nobody gives a shit about any of this like and and <laughs> It's seems like that has not really changed. It seems like Sony is more and more run out of Europe these days. Um, there was like some maybe some internal power struggles at Sony that people don't really talk about a whole lot um, in the background in the last like five years or so. And it seems like Europe kind of won out on that. And Europe's take on stuff has been a very early PS3 era of Sony, which was like the the quote unquote arrogant Sony, which is what everybody called it back in the day coming off of the PS2, which I think to this day is the best selling console of all time. So you would, I don't know, maybe think, ah, selling those games on that PS2 or making it possible for people to play those uh, games on this most popular console of all time might be a good idea, but I don't know. I'm not a businessman. <laughs> yeah. um, don't like ask that- me. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me. <laughs> uh, so- that, kind of philosophy just does not exist at Sony in Sony management right now at the very least
1: yeah um
0: yes jordan quotes that we have a console for people in those circumstances called the playstation 2 which is a play on the um (laughs) that microsoft did the exact opposite like they keep flip-flopping between this two the the two companies keep flip-flopping between these which is like whoever won the previous generation quote-unquote won the previous generation of consoles as if it's a fucking competition but whoever did better the last time goes into the next generation thinking they're hot shit and completely shooting themselves in the foot over time. And Sony has definitely moved into a very similar position coming off of the PlayStation 4 Mm -hmm. again, now with the PlayStation 5. Yep. It's just so frustrating. And like, there's no, I mean, whatever. I I also, I'm not a technician. Like, I don't know what kind of problems there might be on the back end of running the PSN because the PS3 and uh, Vita stores were so strung together with duct tape. At the end of the day, uh, that maybe it's like really, really difficult for them to keep those things up and running. Uh, they couldn't do name changes for like 10 oh years, my Jordan God. says. Y'all remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs>
2: Like I, I do, I'm still sitting there with Johnny Walker 85 is my fucking name because I, I haven't done the goddamn thing that it that it takes to change your name. Even though like I've been waiting for it for for fucking ever. And then when they finally gave it to me, I was like, oh, I'm not even that interested in it anymore. Yeah. Um, Because it should have happened 10 years ago.
1: Right. Um, like I was so excited to change my name. And then when it actually happened, I never ended up changing it. I was just yeah. about to say that because I'm like, oh. That's kind of the point.
2: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) listen, they, you know, they made it such a slog and like they dangled it in front of us for so many years that it's just like, yeah, it's not even, it's not even that interesting anymore. So.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's
1: just funny. Like, and just about every way besides the games that the PlayStation has, I'm just disappointed with Sony's execution. Yeah. Um and in terms of It looks
0: of, so bad for them.
1: Yeah, and in terms of it's funny I never thought I'd find myself saying this but like in terms of Microsoft and Xbox like they don't have the exclusives that I want but the the rollout, the execution, Game Pass, just the entire ecosystem that they are trying to build and that they are frankly succeeding pretty well at is just like really cool to see and it's just <laughs> This is just such a bummer. I mean, and just, again, like, do what you need to do to back up those games. You might not be able to play them ever again. Um, right. I
0: mean, I will say this. Like, I know we we made a lot of jokes about that, but, like, there has never been a time in my life where I have felt more justified in pirating a bunch of shit. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it just doesn't. And, yeah. Not just not for saying, Sony saying stuff, that I you mean, should. Like, not saying that you should. I'm just saying uh-huh. like, oh, the temptation is strong in me as as ever, uh, between this and this, uh, the Nintendo thing, which was which is Buck Wild, which I have that quote here, um, very short quote that just says they have data that shows that re-releases of games tend to wither on wish lists," uh, said a developer who's been involved with publishing several games on Switch, who asked to remain anonymous because they were not permitted to publicly discuss their meetings with Nintendo. The manufactured FOMO or fear of missing out helps them get those sales, or so. they they think and that kind of philosophy all throughout the games industry right now and like not giving a shit about the history of games and not giving a shit about preservation is super shitty yeah it's super shitty
1: john do you want to pick our next quest
2: no. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, listen. Um, it, it would be one thing if I had the notes in front of me, but I don't. Uh, so I'm trying to think of like oh, what else not? is no. What I
1: don't. you don't? No, like, I don't
2: because I'm 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 a total ding dong and didn't open them up. So what okay. I want to say. Uh-huh. Is Jordan, will you edit all of that out to make it sound like I know exactly what I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay.
2: Thank you so Jordan says, yeah. much. I really appreciate it. And that's what um, happens
1: when you have an amazing producer like Jordan.
2: I mean, it's so true. So um, we have three
1: things on here that you can pick from. Um, yeah,
2: no, I see it. I'm I'm looking at it now. I'm I'm now finally in there. Uh, I do think I want to talk to ID, uh, talk about the ID at Xbox stuff because we oh, saw, we saw a couple of things. We saw a new drink box game, uh, uh, the folks that did uh, Guacamelee and and a few other things, severed, um, severed, and, severed uh, and Guacamelee uh,
0: really good, yeah, team, yeah, good
2: team. They they're they're, they're really strong at kind of Metroidvania design uh, with the Guacamelee games. Um, do wish they would quit memeing everything in those games, yeah. Anyway, severed
0: didn't have any of that. Severed stuff, did not do severed that.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and they have a game coming out called uh, Ooh, no, no one. Saves
1: the world? No one saves
2: no, the world?
1: Nobody?
2: Nobody saves the world. Nobody thank saves you. the world. I've um, not seen this. This is the first uh, time i hearing about and, it. Uh, and it looks good. It's like an action RPG. Um, you basically have a wand that uh, turns you into different forms. Which is cool, um, and you have to solve like little environmental puzzles in this like the two D plane, and and kill enemies and kill bosses and stuff like that, and it looks really cool. And then the other game that looks really really neat is uh, Astria Ascending, which is a gorgeous looking game, uh, written by the scenario writer for uh, Final Fantasy Seven, VII, Eight, and Ten. Uh, huh. which is really mm-hmm. exciting and uh, Hitoshi Sakamoto is doing the music for this game as well and he did the incredible flawless soundtrack for Final Fantasy XII uh, <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, um, and he also did the soundtrack for Vagrant Story which is like a game that we should really talk about at some point on the show because that's a, yeah. that's a good video game
1: he also um, did the, the soundtrack for 13 Sentinels which we discussed recently which I did not know
0: it's just a good soundtrack.
1: And it's a good soundtrack compared to Final Fantasy 12. It's Fantasy XII.
0: good compared to what? I'm sorry. Um,
1: Final Fantasy
2: 12.
0: Okay. Also, I'm looking sorry, that's not to bring it back to something actual, real, um, and not Natalie's opinion on Final <laughs> Fantasy 12, which is wrong. But Astria Ascending looks cool. This looks, looks all right.
1: It looks beautiful. Um, yeah. I just like, okay, so just. My notes here <laughs> in order of like what you see in the trailer. First of all, I'm questioning why are the protagonists' titties like that? I like like,
0: definitely thought that jumped out to me too. Okay, let's let's just start
1: with that. Um There are different races, so there are the the Marios, which are like human with like Sorry, humongous like thighs. Ca- did you like say thighs. the Marios?
2: Did you say the Marios? No. Marios
1: dead. The Marios, <laughs> um, they're just humans with huge thighs. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Right. Um, I see right. <laughs> nothing wrong with this image. <laughs> nothing wrong. Yes. Um, there are the pescas, which I put as possibly natalie because they're so tiny <laughs> um but later on there are the Migmies, which i think are more akin to natalie they are even smaller um except that they carry around crates and i don't carry around anything so i can't relate on that regard <sighs> you've, you've never carried um,
2: anything in your life except for no. this show
1: ah! oh, <laughs> bam Oh, John, you got a pass from bullying for me. Monday All right. I d- one,
2: one reprieve. Thank
1: you. Yes. Yeah, so be sure to, to tuck away that <sighs> little pass. It's kind of oh, like a fast cool. pass at Disney, but it's like a, a bullying exemption. Oh, I fucking love
2: it. All right. I'll show it to you next time you start to bully me.
1: Which okay, one? Where?
0: Which one are these like mermaid people that wear like water bubbles on their heads so they can breathe the water?
2: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Some neat design. Yeah. I'm curious how this game plays, but it looks cool. It's
1: beautiful. Man.
2: I mean, it's a really pretty game. Uh, yeah, it's
1: really pretty. And just like hearing that Kazushige Nojima is the scenario writer, like, come on, Final Fantasy Seven, Eight, Ten, come on, like, yeah. objectively are, good Final Fantasy. Those are
2: three games. very good ones.
1: So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Just the, I know that immediately. I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. And then you put Nojima in front of me, and I'm like, wait, excuse it.
3: So, it's cool
0: it's cool uh, you know,
1: and it's you know standard story RPG t- uh, like uh, from what we can tell as of right now which is not much um, you play as a cast known as the demigods who must fight the mysterious monsters called noises that threaten harmony um, I did notice there was a cool old lady in the party um, so other than that that's what I noticed um, pretty art style uh, battle system looks cool I'm Excited! I actually I did like Thirteen Sentinels' um, soundtrack, so even though it's I a didn't, soundtrack, yeah. yeah. So even though I didn't think Final Fantasy Twelve's music stood out, I I know that he's like a pretty good composer that I can like,
3: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's great. Um. It's, a, it's a really great uh, soundtrack and an equally great game. So mm. yeah, it's a really yeah. good game. Yeah, yeah. so um,
1: we'll revisit that. We will revisit
0: that. We're gonna do an entire podcast about that at some point, Natalie. We're she gonna she do an waiting. entire
2: series on that. It's yeah, gonna be like, John. it's gonna, be, yeah,
0: ninety nine percent.
1: Oh, is per- that you getting back at me for all yeah, the bullying that I do? I think so. Ah, uh, oh, that's so.
0: Ninety nine episodes of
1: Ninety
2: <laughs> <Potions> Nine <laughs> <of Final laughs> Potions presents Natalie's descent to hell.
0: <laughs> uh, this is John getting like paying it forward on um, the replié shit.
2: Oh, God. I, I, Jesus. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. So, yeah. I, I'll little throwback to a different podcast. But when I was eight years old, I read a, a Garfield book in front of a class of people and I didn't know how to say replied. So I said Replied and everyone made fun of me. <laughs> And then on friends reunion on Monday, I told the story and Nikki laughed harder than I think I've ever heard him laugh. And then, and he, and and he then said, and up. I quote, I would never stop making fun of you for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So now we do this to Natalie and then Natalie does it to somebody else. And yeah. then you know, we keep the circle going forward. Yeah. We pay for it. Uh,
1: I have an idea as to what, I can make fun of like right now. Oh uh, what's we that? still have some more time. So let's dive into near uh, sorry, near Automata, Jordan. Nice. Thank
0: you. Good job. Automata.
1: near automata. Hey automata. What do you say?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> near automata. I, I'm really not used to that, so I'm just gonna go back. It's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> yeah, it got review bombed on Steam, which I think is really funny. Not because like I think it deserves it. It is like my favorite game ever. But essentially, what has happened is that Nier Automata recently, Nier Automata recently, came on the Microsoft Store and Game Pass this month. Um, the port for that specific port was done by Polish Porting House QLOC. Um, so QLOC, which was previously credited on the PC ports for the Yakuza series and Mortal Kombat 11 and Dark Souls Remastered, did not work on the original Steam release of the game. And that is why it is being Steam review bombed. And and I guess it it would be, it'd be a little bit of a stretch to say review bombed because I think that context is different. So I I wouldn't agree with like the outlet saying that this is review bombed, but... I, I would say that, like, like it is relatively similar. Like, instead of people being very malicious and angry, it's people being rightfully frustrated because near uh, Automata, like, that port on PC is so bad and they still have not fixed it and they won't fix it. And it's been years. And this port is apparently so much better. It is not free of issues like most ports are. Um, but well. it is vastly better, you know? Like, uh-
0: like most ports are is maybe a little bit generous, but yeah, mostly I agree with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like a lot of ports. Like like ports are intended to be. Right, you know? like yes, yeah. Good,
0: good
3: point, good <laughs>
1: yeah, point. and it's like it just takes me back to I had the most awful experience with that near automata port, which was I I had no internet, so I because it it was around the time that Hurricane Maria was um passing through Miami um and so I had no internet and but but the game oddly recognized it as me having internet and like at the end credits like just to not be too spoilery for those that you know are experiencing the game for the first time especially as near repl game is coming out next month um you're sort of required to like have an online connection and so the game like it just did not let me progress that small portion. So I had played this entire game and I could not access the very end of it. Just literally <laughs> the ending. Literally just the ending. Oh my gosh. And so I I freaked out and I had to like, I don't remember what I did, but I think I waited until my internet came back. And I Oh wait, oh no, it was my internet had come back, but it hadn't registered that because of the hurricane. Um it was just really odd. Again, that PC port is just blotched. I can't really explain it in a logical sense. It's just really bad. Um, and so I had to explicitly go online, install i believe a mod that allowed me to cheat or i showed <laughs> up just like i i did i had to cheat the game in order for me to actually see the ending and that huh. is something that i wish on nobody because it was 3 a.m i was freaking out to my friends i was like this is my like one of my favorite games ever right i'm not gonna see the ending and i i can't watch it on youtube it's not the same thing so i was just like crying and like freaking out especially because like was already crying because i was really emotional but like that was the worst port experience i have ever had and square enix is known for its awful ports and i think it is absolutely fair for people to be you know rightfully complaining on steam that like you still haven't fixed this why is this still not fixed like i'm just gonna play this on xbox so yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: John, did you ever have any trouble with Near? Did you play it on PC? I did not
2: play it on PC. I played it on my PlayStation 4 and it worked like a dream.
0: Yeah, same. That must be nice. So, yeah. 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 I'm glad that uh, you know, I'm glad that we just had the intended experience and it wasn't sullied and um, you know, inter- you know, the the flow wasn't completely ruined for us permanently and interrupted by a uh, a uh, problem like that that would sort of uh, sully our memory of that game forever.
2: Um, now, Jordan yeah. did confuse me and throw a curveball and said that he played the Switch version and had no issues and I was like, wait, what? Clarified <laughs> <laughs> that he meant Steam. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I never I, I knew some people that had those issues, but I uh, yeah, I played on hmm. ps Now you know another
1: so. one of them.
0: Now I know another well, one. Honestly, I'd never heard this until now. Yeah. So,
1: like, yeah. You, you search no on Google which version of your automata should i play and literally everyone will be like don't play it on steam
3: yeah Hmm. just
1: don't but by that point i i mean i had bought it and i did not know of these issues so to our listeners who have not played the game which you should because it's one of the best games ever do not play it on steam play it literally anywhere else yeah Yeah, it's on
2: xbox now yoko taro did the entire porting with the helmet on so I think probably, uh, I think that probably interfered with like the qu- overall quality. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: he couldn't see all the lines of code at the same time. So yeah, you know, he had right. to kind of guess what he had just written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Really tough. Uh, I think that's most of the big stuff for this yeah. week. Yeah, I think or so. This month, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's
2: it's it has been a relatively uh relatively slow month i think we've had some of those big stories pop up the past week or so but yeah like yeah. it's um yeah
0: i guess if i could throw one thing in here at the end um monster hunter rise uh came out last friday two fridays yeah. ago at this point maybe we did a um, review
1: podcast of that which was really good
0: we did um the news part of that that i would maybe b- throw in here just as like a final bombshell is that game is not finished yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: um, do you, do you, yeah. La- on elaborate on that just a second, because, <laughs> for for a moment, because it's so bizarre.
0: It is so strange. Imran and I talked about this a good chunk um, in various places as well, and I think Merritt uh, agrees with us, but. It's like the almost um, complete inverse of Cyberpunk 2077, which is a game that is just like overbloated with a bunch of stuff that isn't particularly interesting and it doesn't work very well. Whereas Monster Hunter Rise works incredibly well. The gameplay is basically as good as the series has ever been, if not better. The wire bug is an incredible new feature that completely rewrites my muscle memory and my brain for how Monster Hunter games should be played going forward with the way that you can use it to recover midair if you get knocked back and stuff. Like that and move around very fast. Right. Um, But you get to a certain point in that game and it just ends and there's no credits and a bunch of NPCs are just like, wow, something fucked up sure is about to happen. We got to, <laughs> we're going to we're on the lookout for it. We're real scared. Something bad is about to happen. We'll let you know when we know more. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, well, uh, I, m- I clearly must have to do something to unlock the final battle in this game because that's a thing in Monster Hunter games. There's very often, like, sort of super late game content that is, like, tied to you need to do all the side quests or you need to finish all the key quests, which up until this game, key quests In previous games, had never had been like hidden. Like they they wouldn't tell you which ones were key quests. This one, thankfully, does tell you that. But but you don't have to beat all of them to progress through the story. So I was like, ah, maybe I have to just go and back and actually completely knock out all the key quests or something, and that'll unlock the final fight. And that didn't do it. So I was like, well, what if I fight all the monsters? Like fight all high rank versions of them. And that didn't do it. And then I like did this, that, and the other thing, and that didn't do it. And I was like, I emailed Capcom eventually, and was like, what's going on here? Like. Like, what am i missing and i got the response back what was basically like that's it
3: that's <laughs> all this in the game
0: right now <laughs> it it just ends on this thing where somebody is like yeah the real final battle is yet to come see you in april Bye.
2: <laughs> so weird that's so um, weird
0: i eventually found a tweet on the official um Monster Hunter Twitter account that uh, had like a developer diary in it. And in the developer diary, one of the first questions that they answer about the game is like, Yeah, we're going to be putting out at least two major title updates for the game, or we have two title updates planned, um, which in Monster Hunter World were these big, huge content expansions. They're basically sm- like DLC, but um, free, because all the DLC in those games have been free, uh, with the exception of like cosmetic things sometimes. And. The first update is going to allow you to cr- increase your hunter rank, which is a thing that you've been able to do in all these games. And you, it is not something you can do in this one. You get to level seven and it just like locks you and there's no way to uncap it right now. But the first title update will add that and a bunch of other monsters. And then title update two, which does not have a release date yet, says it will include the conclusion to the story. And it was like they, they are not hiding it, but they also weren't like playing it up, which I guess is right. probably the best way to do it. But right. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know. I think it's pretty strange. I think it's pretty yeah. weird. I mean, I'm I, I there. There is a lot of content in this game. I want to be really clear that like yeah, it took me like not, fifty hours. Yeah, it's it's not like this. You know, gets cut off in the middle. It's like we'll be back for part two, and like in an unsatisfying way. I guess it's yeah. just like it is. Just like it. Do, it does feel like it. it's it, 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 it's an issue that I can't recall seeing in a game like this where, you know, you've got all this content, this amazing, like incredible amount of content. And then it's just, is like, all right, well um, we'll see what happens, I guess, huh? You know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty bizarre. I mean, the closest thing I can really um, remember to it. And, and, and and, like, do we know it's not going to be like DLC, right? It's just going to be like a downloadable thing for the, the, Like a free thing, right? To finish this up?
0: They're using the same language, like calling it a title update one, title update two. That's the same language as Monster Hunter World used, which was all free.
2: Right, which is all free. So, like, it's it's not the same thing, but it does remind me a little bit of like Fallout 3 when it came out, where it's like, mm. there is the end of this game. It is unsatisfying. No one would tell you it's not unsatisfying. There is a DLC that makes it satisfying. Right. And it's that like adds the actual ending kind of adds the actual ending. That's like the the, the closest thing I can really remember to a beefy um a beefy beefy game like this kind of just ending with a fizzle um and there there, yeah. there was a
0: couple of games from that era that like 360 ps3 era that yeah. did that and it was always like because people didn't know how dlc should work yet and right. i think bethesda was kind of at the forefront of yep. not knowing how i not knowing should how to do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but there was also that um 2008 prince of persia game that cel-shaded one yeah, you remember that i do where it was like um here play the like that game also ends with like the true final battle is about to begin and then credits roll and it's like now pay ten dollars for the ending (laughs) um and capcom did a very similar thing with a game called asura's wrath which is a dope game but also doesn't have an ending unless you pay ten dollars for the dlc um and i feel like at a certain point everybody was like no 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 no, no. we can't do this anymore people fucking hate this yeah and this does not feel like that right like this doesn't feel like they intentionally did this as like a uh, gotcha to try and like fuck people over. This yeah, feels agreed. like they ran out of time in development and needed yep. this game out. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but it is strange for sure. Yeah, it's They're, super weird. The, the in that game on the tech tree of your weapons in Monster Hunter Rise right now. And this is in all. This is in the previous Monster Hunter game at the very least. If you get to the end of the tech tree, there will be like a big giant like black wall at the end of the tech tree that has big question marks on it that say, like, you haven't unlocked these yet, but once you play, you know, once you progress through the story enough, you'll you'll unlock the rest of the weapons. It has that in the game mm, still. Showing you like you haven't completed the tech tree, but there's just nothing to unlock in the game. Yet. So it's like there's a bunch of little besides the obvious thing of like the story just feeling not complete, the there's just a lot of like little weird things like that throughout. Like also, and this is getting nitpicky, but it's got the lowest number of like endgame monsters ever for this franchise. Oh, um wow. I looked it up and like elder dragons are like kind of the end game monsters that you fight in, uh, monster hunter games. And even monster hunter one on the PS2 had three elder dragons, uh, at the end. And this one only has two.
2: Damn. Don't skimp on the elder dragons.
0: (laughs) It told you it was nitpicky. I know. No, I
2: mean, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's, it is strange. I mean, it's kind of a different one of these, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. You should definitely pick it up, though. I, I think you should pick it up. It's You fantastic. should definitely pick it up. It's a good video game, and if you want to know more about it, you can check out the full uh, review podcast over on the
0: uh, Channel F feed, which is really good. You know what I've been doing, though, John? What? I beat Monster Hunter Rise, and I was like, boy, I really wish there was some end game to this. Oh, yeah. No, I <laughs> so saw. I, I, yeah.
2: I saw. You picked, you picked Monster Hunter World back up.
0: Yeah, I did, John. Yeah. Yeah. I've been and playing, I playing graduate, a lot of graduate, It's
1: Underworld. over for you, hoes. Like, I was just <laughs> yeah. telling my friends that last night. Like, I really wanna play it, especially because my Order. boss bought it for me. But uh-huh. <laughs> I, I haven't brought that up first.
0: since I bought that game for you like a year ago. And <laughs> it's like <laughs> I haven't wanted to put any pressure on you or anything like that. But it's just like, oh That's boy, that one just went of down you. a vortex, huh? <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm gonna get it. I just No, 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 graduate. no, accepted. I've accepted.
0: I've accepted. I flushed those $30 down the toilet. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs>
0: Incredible. You uh, would think that would
1: make you exempt from my bullying, but it doesn't.
0: No, it doesn't. No. But everybody who listens to this podcast is forever exempt from our bullying because we love you for listening to That's 99 true. Potions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Bullying, What's that? John was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> like,
0: <laughs> I never considered this it's before. True. It's so true. <laughs> uh, and even if I do bully my wonderful co-host and our wonderful producer, Jordan, I do love you all. And uh, you know, it's been, it's been a good, it's been a good week to just remind people of that, I think. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, but, if you want to listen to more podcasts on the fanbyte.com network, you can go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts to find all our many great shows. We have a general video game podcast called Channel F that you can listen to. And you can also listen to things like you Love to See It, which is about movies. And you can go to uh, twitch.tv slash fanbyte where we just made Twitch partner baby. Baby. Yay. Uh, and we're, so do, and we'll we're
2: st- doing more streams there. So if we you We are. If you want, we did a fun Hitman one uh, in our not normal slot. Uh, merit is still playing every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Although that might get cut down to two days, we don't know yet. But we'll, we'll <laughs> merit, still, we will rest. still, we will still be doing a stream those three days. But we just, it may not just be a merit stream for yeah. one of those days. Uh, She's but, been
0: streaming three days a week for the, like the past like three months at this point, and maybe more than that, I think at this point. Um, yeah. and it's gotten to be a lot. It's so. a lot. Yeah um and we just want to try more stuff and play more games so and those will all be archived going forward on youtube.com slash fanbite if you want to go and watch them yeah uh other than that you can go to twitter.com slash fanbite media and uh follow us on there where can people find you on twitter john you can find me at floppy adult on twitter where can people find you natalie
1: you can find me at heartymesia. That's heart, I-M-E-C-I-A. Though I'm currently taking a Twitter break for my own Smart. mental health.
0: Fucking
1: good. I'm just trying that whole um, take care of yourself thing.
0: I recommend that everybody take a Twitter break every now and then, uh, except for John, because I would miss your art too much. Your, Aww, your daily art. thanks. Um, I genuinely do love checking I, in on I,
1: Yeah, I genuinely love checking I <laughs> appreciate
0: those. it. Uh, something else I like to check in on every once in a while is at Goodwill Goblin, which is one of uh Jordan's projects out there in the wild on Twitter. And you can also follow Jordan on Twitter at uh Jordan underscore Mallory to find all of his good tweets in general. <sighs> I am Steven Strom on Twitter, S-T E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M, and I am done with the promo stuff now, I promise. Uh because um mm. My throat is just so dry, you know, guys. It's just, oh. it's just like mm-hmm. it's like a desert in there. It's like it's like after the Cave of Wonders closes in Aladdin, and it's just all sand now. That's me. So I would love to sidle on up to the potion seller and get only the strongest potion for a big. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>